Hello and welcome to Know That, a Real Housewives podcast. I'm Anthony Casella. I'm Donnie Hatfield Smith. And I am Quentin Lamar. How are you guys? Pretty good. Uh, today was a rough day for no reason, just like little stuff, back to back to back. A girl couldn't catch a break. Girl, this is frightening. <laughs> <laughs> I have this thing. I keep finding a lot of gray hairs and it's starting to really get to me. I feel like they're like multiplying overnight and I feel like I'm going to wake up tomorrow looking like Morgan Freeman. I'm very, <laughs> it's really weighing on my soul today. Um, so that's where I am. I'm in a place of vanity and fear of being cast in the reboot of Driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> I could see you as like a salt and pepper look, though. I think it would look it would look good. I, I'm not ready to find out. <laughs> All right, I find grays. I find grays myself sometimes, like around the temples. It is all. It is alarming. Mm. I've come yeah, like to my sunburns with- are like going full. Like they're going like full gray. It's really getting to me. I came to term with my grays. It was my receding hairline that was a problem for me. So I just had to shave it all off. And that's why you have the bald-headed bitch you have today. Well, well that we, looks great, Me and Anthony too. don't have Thank that you. problem. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How are you? Good. I'm... I'm trying to figure out when I can get a vaccine appointment. I need, mm. like, the floodgates to open up for, like, anyone... I would just like everyone to say, like, the floodgates are open yeah. and, like, anyone can go get it. I just don't see why you can't sleep outside the Javik Center. I don't think that's too much to ask. <laughs> well, and without re- without revealing my location, I don't. I live a stone's throw away, so I that's could true. get up and, you know, go quite early. But well, you know what I would do? I would show up and pretend I had an appointment and they lost it. You know, like fancy restaurant style. <laughs> and Quinn, I would listen to anything you told me if you said I lost something. <laughs> oh, Quinn just took a call. Quinn, Quinn's on a call. <laughs> His I'm sorry, Indian I had food a, has arrived. Very, very important. My Indian food has arrived, so I'm going to step away. You talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right back. <laughs> Oh, um, God. I was taking a nap. I woke up and he said, I think you should get sushi. And I was like, I didn't, I don't want sushi. <laughs> and he said, well, I ordered Indian food because I watched a video of Mindy Kaling making Indian food. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> it, well, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> so wait, what did you get to eat? Nothing yet because I didn't want it to come during recording. That's clearly not a problem for all and all of us. Not a concern for Quinn. And I love that this will all probably stay in. Oh yeah, I'm keeping this. <laughs> this is um, what I did like was um it looked like we got some hopeful and logical guidelines from the CDC about like what you can do once you're vaccinated. Yeah, I feel like this yeah. is you know how like last year we they were telling us and changing about like wear a mask, no wear gloves, no do this, no do that. I feel like yes. we're gonna see that with the vaccine a few times as well. So I'm sure, as Megan McCain always likes to remind us on the View, she bought masks, then she gave them to frontline workers, then she then she was told <laughs> she was supposed to wear them. We hear it once every two weeks. <laughs> she's calling. For Wait a minute, she's head at this point. <laughs> I go get my Indian food and I come back and I'm hearing a quote from Megan McCain. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so what happens when you leave? Did you, did you eat already? 
First of all, fuck you. Now. Sorry, that, that butter chicken goes down smooth. But listen, we're like running butter. Out of time. We're running out of time. We have Tom Hamlet today from Dumpster Dive podcast, but we have a lot of current events to get into before he arrives. So let's jiry ones. So let's start with Jen Shah. There has been audio and video released of Jen Shah verbally attacking and throwing items at members of her Shah squad. Apparently this was in regards to her reunion dress and it was taking longer to make than she thought. I don't know. And in the video, she threatens to beat the shit out of them. So is this the end of Jen Shah? I find it shocking. This is the kind of behavior I would think you'd get from somebody like, I don't know, Kenya Moore. But to see this from Shah, I have to say, I'm kind of intrigued by it. I I would love to say that this was something that would put me off to her, but it might be the Joan Crawford-esque energy (laughs) that I'm looking for for her to bring to this show. There's nothing better I like than somebody trying to hold it together on camera and they're a fucking mess behind the scenes. (laughs) And if she can deliver that, then I'm here for it. (sighs) I mean, as Quinn said, this was shocking. Um, The videos are hard to listen to. (laughs) Turn off his mic. Turn off his mic. (laughs) It was hard to listen to and watch, um, but I was compelled. I love that they're filming now. I have to assume this is something that will make its way as a story onto the show. Is it Koa (laughs) that she's always yelling at? I hope Koa's okay. Koa. SOS if you're if you're okay. Come on the pod. Oh well, these people idea. live with her. These people so, live with her though, right? So this has a little like surviving our Kelly vibe. Okay, it, right? so wait. So it was Koa. And it's since Kelly. the release of this video, Koa, who was her dress designer, released a statement on Instagram saying he is no longer working with her. He doesn't know who released the audio, but he's glad they did. And then said, let's state facts. And the facts are, in the 10 months he spent working for her, he's been verbally assaulted. He had to work all hours through the night, mostly unpaid. He tiptoed around a hostile work environment in an attempt to preserve his mental health. And the last payment he received was in September, even though he continued working through January. So this is just <laughs> nuts. Well, yeah. our thoughts and prayers go out to <laughs> Koa and his therapist. I will say on the video, what I found like actually kind of sad because it felt like he's done this before was when Coach Shaw had to like come in. And I don't even, I couldn't even hear what he was saying, but it, it felt like he was kind of like, you guys okay? Yeah. You know she gets. Like it was very much like we've been here before, which I found made me think like- Enabling. Is Coach Shaw okay? Yeah. yeah, I guess a little, a little enabling too, but like, God, it made me, made me nervous for Coach Shaw. Yeah. Now, if I was Heather- a lot of people turned against her at the reunion, like fans and stuff. And I think that <laughs> she has the opportunity to take this storyline somewhere else and turn the lights <laughs> off of her for a bit. Very I will true. say, Jen has been liking Twitter posts um, saying like, this is just what a ba- boss bitch does. So, so there. <laughs> if there's one thing about Jen, it <laughs> it ain't. Right. <laughs> That's not what I was going to say, but it still if there's works. one thing about her. <laughs> I mean, love Jen for trying to turn that into some kind of like toxic feminism, but I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if you can pour it in that bucket. Uh, speaking of toxic feminism, also also this week, 
Meghan Markle and Prince Harry did an interview with Oprah, and some of our New York ladies had some things to say about it, and then some other things to say about it. So first, Bethany tweeted, Cry me a river. The plight of being a game show host, fairly unknown actress, to suffering in a palace with tiaras and seven-figure weddings for two whole years, to being a household name with Oprah on speed dial, fetching seven million for an interview. And then Dorinda tacked onto that and said, isn't this the same time slot is 60 minutes oh well guess i'm taking a pass first of all dorinda were you (laughs) are you really an avid 60 minutes watcher (laughs) (laughs) i was just wondering how exactly she like she seems to have studied megan markle's ins and outs and finances (laughs) and offers and i'm like you know those could be used in a different way. Like we have a lot of, you know, terrorism threats that Bethany Frankel could be lending her services to if she's <laughs> capable of discerning who's on whose speed dial even. But I watched the interview and they even made it a point to say that she wasn't paid anything for it. So like, what's uh-huh. Bethany What's <laughs> Bethany talking about? By the way, I had never heard Meghan Markle speaking voice before. The interview was fascinating. I had just never heard her speak before. Oh, like so I have you, never saw. You were I a never suit swatcher. Seen. <laughs> no, I missed Suits. <laughs> what game you should definitely she watch on? it. She was on Let's Deal or No Deal. She was one of the Deal like, or No Deal suitcase girls. But she didn't speak there, so even if you did watch it, you wouldn't have heard her voice. <laughs> yeah, and more importantly, onto the onto the topic at hand. And by the way, I think sixty minutes aired before the interview, so Dorinda <laughs> yeah. might want to invest in a DVR. Or so something. just just false information all around. Yeah, but how fucking? I guess she was just mad that she sold Skinny Girl for what thirty million dollars, and she only has Andy Cohen on to be down. This was so stupid. Like, has nothing to do with you. Right. And the interview haven't even hasn't even aired. You obviously don't care about it. So just shut the fuck up. Yeah, and that's what I was talking to <laughs> Quinn about it today. It's not like we had her on the podcast and she was like tricked into a conversation about it or whatever. Literally no one was talking to her about it and she just came online and said her opinions. Yeah, she literally she just, just opened there. a door yeah. and walked in and started complaining. <laughs> she she didn't have to walk in the there door. And drank her damn skinny girl. That's what she should have done. <laughs> yeah. I just feel that it's just proof that Bethany Frankel has no idea the power of black Twitter. She had no idea that she was going to be pulled out into the reaches of the Wakandaverse. That is Black Twitter. <laughs> yeah, because this then, is clearly somebody who has no black friends. Because <laughs> then all those videos came out of like her on Watch What Happens Live, it, just showing that this was not the first time that she, you know, came after black women for no reason. It was Amarosa on her show, Kenya on the best hey, yeah. show. Uh, Bethany on Watch What Happens Live doing like a black scent and saying like, if I was on Atlanta, I would have to pull people's weave out or whatever. It's just, she did it to herself. Like you said, nobody asked her to say this. No. No, nobody asked her. It's also, there's also something else going on because I believe I read that Bethany dated Meghan Markle's ex-husband. Yeah. Not that, not that that is like to take away from how gross how gross this is in relation to like essentially saying black women should be silenced or I don't even know what she was trying to say, but it's not what she said, but it's just another, like, here's this information in case it like colors in anything is that she used to date Meghan Markle's ex-husband. But then the follow-up was her follow-up tweet said, I thought it was an odd choice 
for an interview in a pandemic. I'm sorry. I I know we're still in a pandemic. We've been in it in this country for a year. (laughs) This was the thing that struck Bethany as odd (laughs) to have happened in the last year. Three people getting together outside to talk was that was the thing she had to comment on. Yeah, they're outside and distanced. That was the thing in this last year in the pandemic that Bethany thought was a touch too far. Not New York also filming, people, not, not like there's seven or any, or any of the right, right, any of the reunions. And then I think what's missed is that this woman is pregnant. This is a pregnant woman that like it's just it's not a good look. It's not also yeah. cry me a river. I've watched New York since <laughs> not day one, but I've seen all of it. Yeah, no one has cried more on that program <laughs> than Bethany. She, she like she's been crying nonstop when she came back to the show. She was a millionaire. She even said, I'm the richest homeless woman in New York. Cry uh, me a river. Like that's not a thing. <laughs> Sobbing all the time. So yeah. what? And unless I didn't finish the interview, I have like a half hour left to go. Meghan Markle doesn't cry during the interview. So I'm, I'm confused as to what the complaint is actually. I don't know. She did. Bethany did backpedal. Like you said, and she apologized if she hurt anyone or offended them. But then Dorinda backpedaled as well and said, Oprah did an amazing job tonight. Hashtag great interview. <laughs> <laughs> now, someone who didn't need to do any backpedaling because she knew not to make a stupid stance about it in the first place was Countess Luann. And she said, such respect for Meghan Markle. Incredible interview. Hashtag Oprah. <laughs> so thank you, Luann. <laughs> yes. Queen From one Lou. royal to another. Yeah. <laughs> Queen Lou, who did um, arguable blackface a few years ago, but <laughs> she she's, on, she she's on the right side this time. <laughs> I will say, and I'm sorry, I don't have she's... it up, but I want to read it. Oh my God. Carol Radzuel had an incredible response and I can't find it. And I probably should have found it before I started talking about it. Basically, like I will be on the right side of everything that Bethany does not stand for in relation to this interview. I can't find the quote, but it's great. That's I mean, great. I thought it was an amazing moment. It united parts of Twitter that usually don't unite, like the white women and the black women feminists like they like got together to like lump on bethany and it was great to see (laughs) what's i still can't get over like can you imagine getting that not can you imagine getting that much backlash for something that she obviously doesn't care about like she had to deal with all like not she had to deal with now she's hated because of something she like probably tossed off because she didn't think she didn't think it was a big deal yeah but she doesn't care about it like i rather like, if I'm going to get in trouble, I want it to be because, like, I'm passionate about something. The right thing. Right. But that kind of thing. What? A, what, a, what a just Maybe she movie. is passionate about it. Like, in her track history, she seems to be passionate about telling Black people, women, where the, <laughs> what their place is. Yeah. So she's, I think it's on, ta- on brand for me, for her. Yeah, she's ignorant and she's a know-it-all. But the problem is with know-it-alls, know-it-alls never want to seem to learn anything. Somehow they're just born knowing everything. Which is fascinating. So not our listeners though. We don't we don't mean <laughs> not you guys. Not not our <laughs> listeners. You're brilliant. <laughs> you do the know other know it all. So on that note, we're gonna go away for a little bit. And when we come back, we'll have Tom Hamlet of the Dumpster Dive podcast.
All right, we are back with Tom Hamlet from the Dumpster Dive podcast. Hey, welcome. Hi, hi, what's up? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm I'm so excited to be here. We're excited to have you. We had so much fun on yours that we had to have you on ours. We did. Yes, wait, I do have to tell you guys my... My dad, who is like number one fan of the podcast, um, was listening to our our episode together, and he texted me immediately, and he was like, "I love Quinn." <laughs> <laughs> so Quinn, you have a fa- you have a fan in both my sister, me, and my father. Wow, I love all Trifecta. of you. Too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like I fell in love with you and your sister. It was so much fun. We that was such a fun little Saturday afternoon recording we did. I like had the best time with y'all. And we had a good time with you. That's why you're here. <laughs> That's why you're here. <laughs> I made the cut. That was the test. <laughs> All right. Um. Actually, I lied to you. Well, not about not about liking you. You lied. Gonna... You lied about liking me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say let's jump into our first city. But before we get there, why don't you, in case anyone doesn't know, why don't you tell us about your podcast and where people can find you? Yeah, of course. So, uh, Dumpster Dive Pod. Well, Dumpster Dive Pod is the Instagram handle. Dumpster Dive is the podcast title. I, I did a really bad job plugging that. Uh, it's a reality TV deep dive. We're covering Bravo on the podcast. Uh, we just finished covering The Bachelor. I know the season isn't over, but we're done covering it. <laughs> um, I know that's right. <laughs> right. Because are you guys still going to finish it out? Yeah. Yeah, we made it this Because you guys have been doing bonus episodes, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. It's yeah. been rough. It's been rough. Yeah, it's 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 not great. Um but we are so those episodes are on Fridays and Sundays. Uh, we're covering Summer House and then Housewives. And then uh we just this week launched our Patreon, which is super exciting, Ooh. um where we are doing uh deep dives on everyone's origins of reality television. So, um we're going to be covering old seasons of America's Next Up Model, The Real World, um, Simple Life, things that brought, things that when people have come onto our podcast to say, like, this is why I love Housewives or love reality television, we wanted to take those things and apply it to kind of a different format. So um, we are covering the uh, reboot of uh, Real World, the homecoming season on Paramount+. Plus. So we watched, yeah, so we watched, uh, I, I just binged Real World season one, and then we are covering each week on the patreon covering an episode of the reboot which has been great i i don't i like why we talked about this on um when y'all came on my podcast on kicks and ice podcast but um i like have not watched the real world at all so like i don't even know who these people are so like like heather b was a new character for me and i'm obsessed with her so (laughs) please bring us on when you get to the simple life i don't know i would love it want to come no, no, on no. for that but i volunteered them <laughs> yeah we talked about that on i think when you guys were on i i i've only watched it like a couple episodes when it was happening because it would be like on around american idol time on fox and so i've watched probably a i bet you i've watched like two episodes maybe but i certainly haven't gone back and rewatched it oh wow you are in for a treat yeah. I am also available for anything that involves Tiffany New York Pollard. I just want to put okay, that. Okay, so that was that also because I wanted to cover Flavor of Love, so I would love to do that too. And Charm School, I would, you know, it's all kind of. You know. <laughs> Charm School is so I, I I could talk about Charm School for weeks. It, it, so it's perfect. iconic, and, and you will can, on the Patreon, <laughs> and it could, and we will. Donna, you're such a good host. Look at that plug. Um, but it really is like. 
It's some of the most iconic television. I feel like it's kind of slept on too. Like I think I think the gay community has given it its like kind of like love here in in a in a post gay Twitter world and black Twitter world. I feel like they've like uplifted like the like, how iconic Monique is in that show and all those characters. But because Flavor of Love Charm School is way better than Rock of Love Charm School, let's say that. Well, I didn't know there was Rock of Love Charm School. I didn't yeah, watch that. Yeah, Sharon Osbourne took over. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, Oscar winner or Sharon Osbourne? I'm gonna win I, I with think, Oscar winner. I think it says that. I was like, <laughs> no dice. I'm not a Sharon Osbourne fan anyway, but I'm like, that is totally the opposite of what you want when you think of Charm School. That was like, no, like, never, <laughs> never Osbourne. No. Uh, All I've right. I've never seen a drip of any of this. <laughs> you've never seen Flavor of Love. You've never seen Charm School. No. no. All I know is someone poops on the stairs in one of them. That was not in Charm School. That was in Flavor of Love Season 2, Episode yeah. 1. Okay? Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, there you go. I used to go to summer camp with this boy. <laughs> this has nothing to do with Charm School. It has to do with how quick you were with knowing that episode. And in hindsight, he might have just been lying to us because we, who would know this? But we would say like, when did this happen on Seinfeld? <laughs> and he was like, season three, episode 12, minute 16. And we're like, oh my God. But he was probably just lying. But he was the most popular kid. In- where did you grow Donnie, where did you grow up? In New York? No, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, that's a very Northeast thing. Like, we didn't watch Seinfeld in the South. I didn't watch it either. That's why he could lie to me. <laughs> well, I actually go. did watch it. I'm from the Midwest, and I did love Seinfeld. I did. <laughs> no, I love. We grew up watching Cheers. Like if there was a sitcom. Sorry, I have a car alarm right now. I don't know if we can edit this out. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we can. It's real life. <laughs> oh my god, guys! I'm giving you the full ambient experience if you're listening to this at home. <laughs> this is New York. Uh, I was a Golden Girls and Roseanne fan. <laughs> was a Roseanne great. fan. She's still funny. She's just problematic and a little racist. True. You right. take no, that away. It, the show is still funny. The original. You take that away and you got a body positive icon. <laughs> <laughs> Whether a she work, wants to be or not. <laughs> a working class feminist. Roseanne. <laughs> Oh my god, God. that really killed me. So that's a great time to move on to our first... Yeah, forge ahead, quickly. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start with Dallas. And we won't be on it long because there was truly nothing to talk about in Dallas. I was was having trouble finding things to write in this outline, but I forged ahead and here we are. So we start the episode (laughs) continuing the fight from last week and everyone is teaming up on Tiffany. I'm going to say I disagree. There was a lot to talk about. It may not be a lot to talk about here, but if you got me, a couple of the Black people, Tiffany Moon and some other Asian people, we would have a lot to talk about all night long and we would leave very close. (laughs) So... (laughs) I disagree with that. Well, no, I feel like it's not a lot to talk about, but we could talk about it a lot. I feel like there's only like two things that happened this episode, but it could be like a two hour conversation. Well, okay. So I want to say something as I'm going to talk over the car alarm that has resumed. Um, (laughs) um, What I'm going to say is something like that's frustrating is like Tiffany can, uh, can be like, um, how do I say this? Tiffany can be controlling, like, in, like, the situation with, like, kicking people out of her house. That can be true, and it can also be true that they are treating her differently because she is a different race than them. Like, there can be two, there can be two, two things can be true. And I was struggling with this with 
the way people were coming at this Meghan Markle um, interview that happened on Sunday. And it's like, Meghan Markle can be like opportunistic with like becoming a royal and also be, if that's true, if it's true, and I don't know because I don't know her, but it can also be true that, and it is true that they treated her differently because she is black, you know? Right. And I like, I just wish that like that was acknowledged. Like you guys are treating Tiffany differently because she is Asian. It's true. Completely. Absolutely. Definitely. And it's like you said, it's like nuance, I think is what is what you were saying. Like they're shitty to her, but she could also have her moments where she is kind of shitty. Like, I feel like a few times she's like referred to someone as like, Oh, my five-year-old does that. Oh, my five-year-old has, has that taste. And like, that's not going to endear someone to someone calling them like a five-year-old. But, but she was um, talking about Brandy and she was right. I mean, <laughs> Well, she, I'm sorry. She I, is right about Brandy. Your thought. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, she is right about Brandy. But please use a different um, example. <laughs> but please continue. I've, I'm sorry. I've seen her do it a few times, and I could see why that would be off-putting. But also, in another bucket, they they probably just aren't taking to her because she's Asian, like you said. Completely. It, it's completely what it is. And I cannot believe like w- how... First of all, Brandy being like trying to question whether like she Tiffany herself is using the correct like language and like the Mandarin versus Chinese. It's like, you're just saying this to act like you read a book about like Chinese languages. And it's like, shut up. Like you're, she's like trying to flex that she knows the word Mandarin outside of an orange. And she's like flexing (laughs) on it. And I'm like, stop. (laughs) I'm like, where did you get that book? Like racist rehab? I don't understand it. <laughs> what is that? Also, I need. I gotta how, know how what do you that rehab is. Rehab racism. I don't know how you rehab racism to the yeah. point where it's like, oh, racism is like drunk driving. I did this one crazy thing, and now I've gotten help. You know, I, to dig into my issues. True, there are issues with racism, but it's like you you can't go to not that putting your hand on someone's chest is going to heal. Like that's what she learned right. to, to put your hand on someone's Oh god, heart. that was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it was it was weird. I think that they treat Tiffany different and I think Tiffany is different, but I think Tiffany the way I look at Tiffany is she's one of those people. She's the person in the group that's going to go along and like you have to make her have fun. Like she's going to be like, "Oh, you're like a 5-year-old." But then she kind of secretly loves it a little bit. And I don't think they really know her well enough to know. You know, everybody has an uptight friend. And Tiffany is the uptight friend that you're going to have to try to force to have fun. And they don't want to do that. They just want to feel judged because they're intimidated by her. And they're racist. I mean, at least I don't. I'm not going to say You can racist. say it. They are racist. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not, I believe that they have racist. Uh, what's the word? Um, Tendencies. Yeah, racism. They have racist racism towards <laughs> Tiffany and... <laughs> I try to be as a, you know, I try not to throw people as racist. Like, I don't try to throw that out, like, all the time. I try to be really clear about it. But if I was there with Tiffany, I'd be like, girl, they don't like you because you Asian. <laughs> and I would just be real with it. Because that's exactly what it is to me. There could be something else happening, too, where I wonder if, like, the hair on the back of their necks is up. Because they feel as though Tiffany was maybe brought onto the cast to, I don't know, like, outshine them. Or maybe Tiffany is going to do to one of them what Carrie ended up doing to Leanne. Remember when we liked Carrie? I mean, I'm loving the fact that in this whole scenario, (laughs) no, I didn't either. either. But like, 
remember when she was not so bad? I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but and also I feel like maybe they're protecting Brandy a little bit, like their their fur is up because they're like we don't want this woman brought on to make Brandy look bad. Not that Brandy needs anyone's help. But um, I wonder if there are other things happening there, too. They have to, because, like, th- we're seeing how bu- how bullshit the Leanne races against Carrie shit is, because Carrie is just as befuddled as any other white woman, because that's what she is. And then you see them, like, talk about stuff, and they're like, oh, you know, I don't want to say the wrong thing, and I feel on edge, and I think you do this, and they're very careful with their words. But then, like, when Carrie tried to do her thing, like, well, I'm Mexican. And she's like, well, I'm Chinese. And it was like, pew, pew. And, like, that's what she's doing with them. And it's just, like, she's, like, dispelling all of that shit. And I love to see it because it's showing them for what they are. And somebody brought her on to do that, and I love that. So we're on that topic now, so let's continue on to it. Brandy says she feels awkward around Tiffany because she's hyper-aware around her now, and she doesn't feel like she can be herself, which... I think it's disgusting that she is trying to frame this around herself and now forcing Tiffany to like coddle her and tell her that she's doing okay and that there's nothing wrong with who she is and all of that. But what do we expect from Brandy, really? Right. I mean, it's textbook gaslighting. She's just gaslighting her, you know? I can't believe... I I shouldn't say that. I can believe it. But like the way she's just so quickly turned from like being remorseful about what she's done to blaming outsourcing her, her, um, her being uncomfortable onto the back of, uh, Asian bystander. Like why, why are we like putting that all on Tiffany? That that is not Tiffany's problem at all, you know? (laughs) And I just, I hate that, um, she's gaslighting her like that. And I wonder, I, I have to want it's, do you guys think it was weird that she quit the show like mid show? Yes, yes, and finish your thought out because I'm sure it's correct. <laughs> I just sure I, I can't correct. help but think things are going to get worse. Like I think we have some. I don't think this is why she quit the show. Her commenting this to her. I think there might be some things that get a little bit worse than where we are right now with her handling this situation. Because and maybe well, but maybe I don't know. Maybe she got was getting ahead of this week's ep- or this week's episode when this happened. That way she can like nip it in the butt but i don't know I, it feels all related to me i agree because now and now we have sirens outside our house but um <laughs> i agree because now she doesn't have to do like watch what happens live or interviews or talkbacks about it so it's kind of like this is what happened and now she can like remove herself that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. There hasn't also been very many of them on Watch What Happens Live, like many Dallas wives. Because I, I usually listen to the pod version of it like the next day, and I feel like I, I feel like Cameron was on and Tiffany was on and Deandra Harry maybe, and but... Deandra are on this week together. But... They are okay. Yeah. I feel like we just haven't had a lot of them because I think honestly not a lot of people are watching. <laughs> That's yeah, I think very true. I think Stephanie was on. Maybe mm. was oh, on maybe you're right. Maybe they have all been on. <laughs> But but it doesn't feel like an event when they're yeah. on. <laughs> I wonder if Brandy just won't come on. Do you think so? Possibly. Yeah. It seems I like a missed opportunity. So. Yeah, especially yeah. in the beginning of the season. Like, she already apologized on the show, and then her and Tiffany said they were going to be friends, whatever. So I feel like she could have just come on Watch What Happens Live and regurgitated what was on that episode. And... Andy wouldn't have pushed her, so so right. it would have been fine. But now, 
like I think they would have to get deeper because we're seeing like you apologized, but then you still threw some shit in the game. If that okay, so I have another question then. Do we think that she actually quit? Or do we think that like they were they gave her a heads up that she would not be renewed and so she could get ahead of it if she wanted to, or like she mm-hmm. she could wait till the end of the season? That's a good question. It's hard to know because is there a situation like this before where a housewife has quit during the middle of the airing, not the filming? Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah, like it's, it's so it's, it's so peculiar. Strange. Yeah. Wait, didn't Tinsley do that? Well, no, Tinsley left During in the middle of filming. filming. No, but this is like, yeah, right. This Brandy, we are we are to assume Brandy films an entire season and then yeah. decided at the drop of a hat to just quit while the show's yeah. airing. Like, does that mean that can't mean she she has to go to the reunion? That's it's not unprecedented. Yeah, <laughs> and she should and she should sit in a special seat. But yeah. <laughs> they should let Leanne come out with that folding chair. If Tiffany, I, I wish. Over. <laughs> I if wish Le- that I could like knock on Leanne's door right now and be like, "Hey, girl, what's going on? You're in the news. Like, what's, what do you think about this?" Because I know <laughs> she would have to be like, "Come on, this is exactly." No, yeah. I'm gonna say it's not what she deserved. I don't want anything bad to happen to anybody. I mean, Brandy made her own bed and she can lay in it. But I think it's very. I was very taken aback by how she treated Leanne at the reunion. Because as I've said before, I feel some kind of way about this whole thing with Carrie and everything. So for this to happen. I'm just like, damn, like, it's poetic justice. I mean, how iconic would it be if Leanne did not say a word? They didn't even give her a mic, but she just, like, literally walked across the reunion stage and just sets a chair down and just leaves. Like, not a mic, not a line, nothing. She just literally walks on, she just drags a chair a la, like, cell block tango and, like, leaves it and then just keeps walking. And and everyone's like, was that Leanne? (laughs) That would be good. Can we talk about the pills? Or oh, like the, yes. the oh, medicine yeah. they were taking. All right. Just between the four of us, right? No one else will hear this. <laughs> I've always thought Brandy was a little like pilled up. Like there are Pilly, times- if you will. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say Pilly. <laughs> there are times where her eyes are like fluttering. Like yeah. in previous seasons, she's barely with us. And I'm like, what's up? Uh, it there's something that I've always like, what's happening here? Like, mm. I don't know. I feel like when she thought Tiffany, who wasn't doing anything odd, was literally like, oh, hey, these are actually different. These dissolve. Like, it was very obviously yeah. not intended to, like, poke at someone. For Brandy to be so convinced that Tiffany was trying to, like, are you trying to imply that I'm that I'm handing out pills? That made me think that obviously there are things happening in that purse that <laughs> aren't on the up and up. Allegedly, in between us. Right. No, that's how I took it as well. It was a very guilty conscience out of nowhere. I mean, out of somewhere, but (laughs) for that conversation, it was out of nowhere. It seemed odd. And like, there was nothing about Tiffany's tone that was anything other than casually like, oh, these these don't dissolve. Like, oh, you need water with these. Like, oh, these are different, girl. Like, very like casual and easy. And Brandy like was like offended. It was, it was something, it was something. I thought she was trying to like do something where she was trying to reverse it on her to find a way to like justify why they're not close Mm. so that she doesn't have to make the effort and she doesn't look like a racist piece of trash, but maybe not. Maybe it could be because she was guilty. And like she said, she didn't trust Brandy. So maybe she thought like, you know, because I don't like you, I'm going to try to destroy you later. And this is something that the group, if she does that, the group know that Brandy didn't trust Tiffany. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so like maybe that's what that's what it was cuz I you know, I guess she could be doing pills. I didn't think about it like that, but yeah. And I mean maybe she's not. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what you just said. Okay, Anthony, that's not what you just said. <laughs> I think she just up. I think she just is like in her like reality television brain trying to like make a scene, you know, mm-hmm. about something because it like is a show and but I'm like, girl, like this doesn't make any sense. And like no. but she also didn't go for the for the regular thing where it's like, were you accusing me of drugging you? Like that would have been Lisa Rinna would have been like, you like you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like she was yeah. so it was just weird. It was, I don't know. It was lazy. Not she thought was, out, like, lazy. Throwing things to the wall to see if they stuck, but she was barely throwing them. <laughs> yeah. She was just like, what are you trying to imply? Like it was, <laughs> and I hate the like I hate the, right. I hate the trope of pills being bad on these shows where it's like like I I I'm I'm saying I'm not saying like everyone should recreationally like down <laughs> pills. I, but but what I am saying is like people take medication to like like mental health is yeah. a real thing and right. like it's okay. I I I hate how it's on so many shows villainized as this like awful thing to have a Xanax in your bag. It's like sometimes people need like in high anxiety situations like something to I, I, I don't know do you know what i'm saying yeah yeah yes absolutely i just sometimes I, that's used for the right reasons and not necessarily right. a bad thing. i feel like brandy was trying too hard like licking the window and doing all that stuff it, maybe they edited that way but it was very awkward. <laughs> well, well how do you edit it <laughs> she was doing that they didn't have to show her like look dejected while she wiped her drool off of it and walked away. <laughs> oh i guess i'll go over here like it was very sad it was like uh, you know She's yeah, an embarrassment. And, like, <laughs> and that's Brandy, not allegedly. <laughs> Brandy doesn't feel comfortable being herself around Tiffany. Well, who is yourself then? Like, yeah, because what you... you're licking the window just fine. Yeah, which is probably what <laughs> right. her five-year-old daughter does. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I feel like Brandy, in Brandy's mind, in Brandy's mind, Brandy made a mistake and she's sorry for it. But Brandy is still someone who likes to do voices and do faces and like pretend to be things and make silly jokes that mm-hmm. probably exist in a world that we're we're kind of done with or we should be and i don't yeah. think brandy has learned how not to do that and i mean ever like that and that's base humor that i think like you know what, before you grow up, you might be in high school, you might be in college and you play with like stuff that you don't play with when you're in your twenties and thirties. Brandy mm-hmm. doesn't seem to have gotten there and she know- hasn't done the work to yeah. not know how to get herself, how to not be the person who gets herself into trouble. Like she did on that video. And I think without the can, I think she was smart enough to not do it on camera, but I think with this group of women, she still felt comfortable to do it if cameras weren't there. Stephanie, Cameron, Carrie even, I think she could do these characters and stuff and not feel judged, but now that Tiffany's there, I think that she... She does feel... It's the same reason that I wouldn't do certain shit around Michelle Obama. Certain people raise the bar. Right. And Tiffany's just one of those people. You can't lick windows and stuff. And the last thing I'll say about Brandy (laughs) is... If she was in rehab doing what she was supposed to do, racist rehab, she would know that she should not be putting her feelings on the person that she's victimizing and that she should not be gaslighting her in that way. She's going about it all wrong. And it also points out that during the whole conversation we've had about race, 
over the last, what, five, six, ten years in social media, Brandy has missed all of it. Yeah. Oh, 1,000%. All of it. Every last step of it. And that's why her daughter called her Karen. <laughs> that was iconic. Only time I liked that little girl. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just in the preview for next week. And it's all, and even so, it's a highlight of this episode. Yes. Isn't the new baby called Brillin? <laughs> Something. <laughs> it's Brillin. Like, it, there's like... Mm. It's like a telephone sound effect. Guys, Dallas isn't all like this. Like, I'm from Dallas, and I'm like always want to be like Dallas isn't these people. Like, always. <laughs> like, there are there are funny, there are smart, <laughs> there are people of all different backgrounds. Like, like I hate that it's just this like whitewash, like dumb humor show sometimes. And we could say the same about people in Jersey. So let's head over to Jersey. I set that transition up perfectly for you. That was perfect. Yes, <laughs> let's do Jersey. I don't like being lied to. Mm. And I was offended <laughs> by this. I was livid. livid. I think I this is offended by this. Don't you dare do this to me. We are livid. too sophisticated for this. And I don't I'm worried that we have a couple more lies coming our way in production side of things. I think what so. Do you, what do you think? I just think this whole idea that like the whole premise of that preview was like, like don't throw rocks at glass houses, like because like you you your husband might be sleeping out on you too. Like it made it sound like there was like at minimum three cheating scandals, and it's like okay, well one of them we found out in the first episode, and it's a lie that someone just made up like to get at someone, and then the second one we found out was was a joke. And I'm like, yeah. okay, is there one that, like, is real? Because, like, that whole... Do you guys remember the preview for the season made it look like there was relationship drama, like, across the board? Yeah. I counted, like, nine affairs in a cast of six. Like, right. it was just, I, I like, agree. ping-pong all over the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. And if we have a season, like, I still think we have a season here. But I know what you mean. Like, now, like, it's almost like a label on a pill bottle, if you will, when you can like peel it off and see the directions. Now I'm like kind of peeling back. I'm like, is there something behind this? Like maybe we don't have what we thought we had because if Melissa and Joe are going to have problems on this season, which were part of the trailer, why would you include this? Don't do this to me. Right. Don't, don't show me this like fake nonsense. I would have enjoyed it more if you didn't show me it. And then it was just in the episode. In Boys Night, I noticed even before, I didn't even know what I was watching because I noticed it before it was like a thing. But Joe like looked off to the side as game night was happening. Like he was like looking at someone else, like a cameraman or whatever. And then he got up from the table and left. And then when he came back is when he told them like, Teresa called me and told me Melissa was cheating today. So mm. I feel like a cameraman was like, come use this, <laughs> say it so that that we can use it in like a trailer and it just felt very well i don't like their boys night things that they do with the guys anyway because that's not what men do together it's bs but what the women do together that's what women do when you get them together and they're by themselves or whatever that is not what men talk about three Uh, old four uh, old ass married men that is not the night that they have that's not the interactions that they have they don't talk about their wives they don't do that shit and to me, it just always seems scripted and it always seems like, blah, like this is just to move the story forward. So yeah. I don't trust anything that comes out of these boys' nights. <laughs> anyway. 
I kind of love it. It warms my heart. I just like to see these like. That's why they do it. (laughs) No, but Quinn, I like to see these old men pretend that they know how to work a reality show. Like it's cute and endearing to me. I just love Frank (laughs) Frank Senior, not sexually. I do not mind Frank Senior sexually. No, he could bend me over that bar and stuff wasabi in my mouth. I think Frank (laughs) Senior is so hot. Nasty. And then, and then Joe Gorga. Quinn, Quinn if he ever wants to bring wasabi in the bedroom, say no, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Golf ball sized of wasabi down your throat. Though. Hey, no. you don't find Frank Senior hot? Is this my John Barlow <laughs> moment? <laughs> don't talk, don't don't say that about King, okay? Love John Barlow. Love JB. The hot one is Evan to me. I think Evan's so hot. No, I take Joe Gorga. She nasty. Guys, I like the laden. <laughs> no, you know what you yes. you. No, oh, you know. I, I can I can <laughs> never I can never ever be wrong when I assume that you're gonna fuck up the vibe you every <laughs> single time, Anthony. Oh, it's bill or bust for me. Wow, I'm in shock. Me too. Okay, I'm being a little facetious. I'm being a little facetious. I do. I I'm fine with them though. But out of that group, uh, it's it's Joey Gorga for me. No, we need to go back to this for a second. There is something about Bill that you like, so I want you to break it down for us, okay? Okay, so it's it's not just looks for me with Bill. <laughs> I, hope, I hope not. He's yeah. kind of he's kind of sweet. Remember in the first season when they like tried a to Turkish Dracula. <laughs> Kind of. When they tried to make him seem like really controlling and Jennifer's like, I'm going out, babe. And he's like, where are you going? As though someone who is really controlling would even let his wife sign up for a reality show. And now we're finding out that he's basically just like, I don't know, like kind of a cute, nerdy, quiet guy who wants to be one of the boys. I think that's what I have taken to. And I liked when um, Joe, Joe was like, do you miss your wife? And like all of them are like, no, and Bill's like, of course I do. It's cute. Do we believe he misses Jennifer though? I would. (laughs) (laughs) He knew enough to say it on camera. (laughs) I am always being attacked on this program for my opinion. Deservedly so. I'm struggling trusting you now because you like. Bill Asian, yeah. So I, How does this make you feel about your choices, Tom? <laughs> well, not great. Imagine how I feel. I'm married to Donnie. He likes fake tan. You how? <laughs> um, how cute was JB with his fake tan matching Lisa at the reunion? So cute. That was. It was. It was okay. <laughs> it was. He was so orange. I don't like you being attacked so much. So I'm gonna <laughs> let my. I'm gonna put myself out there on your behalf. I guess I already did in enough. Yeah, I was saying, in my, I thought you already did, but we keep going. Um, I, I also am attracted to Dennis the Hot Dog King. <laughs> like a lot. Huh. Not like a lot. Huh. Okay. <laughs> I, I, you okay. really gaslighted Anthony into his love. Like you really made him feel like shit for loving John Barlow. <laughs> and you're sitting on you're sitting on the hot dog can. I have no words. Run up, ready, ready. But I will say on. really quick, really quick. I've always found Jason Hoppy to be very attractive. Same, same. <laughs> no, no, no. I got you, Donnie Mario. I don't mind uh, Ramona's ex-husband. Oh, Mario's like hot. That. No, Mario's hot. First bottom, Mario. <laughs> Definitely a first bottom. He hit on me one time, by the way. He hit on me, y'all. 
Stop. Yeah, Ramona's, I was at- husband, Ramona's ex-husband Mario hit on you. Yes. I was at the opening of this store. My ex-boyfriend opened the store down. So long story. He was there with Avery because they were friends Ew. with like the owners of the store. Yeah. You was right. Um, but he was just, he, he, he was just a little friendly. Like he was like asking, he like went, he got me a drink. <laughs> Granted it was an open bar, but he was like, what do you want? And it was just like kind of weird. I was like, I mean, I can get it myself. It's free. <laughs> it's oh, like Woodbridge Cabernet. <laughs> How were you like interacting with him up to that point? Yeah, we were just talking about the store and he just gave me weird like vibes and maybe he wasn't hitting on me, but like maybe he was just like very friendly and I feel like he's like a extra, extra flirt and um, kind of like Ramona, which is probably why they like hit it off together. I just, my, my, my friend, my, one of my best friends was there and I, and my sister was there actually too. And we were all like, is he like talking to the gay guys a lot? And we were like, (laughs) it just felt off. Like, it didn't feel like when a straight guy, like, tokenizes a gay guy, which we've all been there, when they're like, the gay's here, I'm gonna, like, joke with the gay. It, like, it was, like, really? I, I thought getting a drink was very, like, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, it's like a step above. I wonder if he's into the roundup. I'm into that scene. I've been to the roundup. <laughs> I've been to Mario, I, I, but I guess it makes sense you would go there. Are you one of the boys Leanne, Leanne knows who did it? <laughs> It's me. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Talk about someone. If Donnie said that Mark Duber was on his list, I would have clo- log- closed this Zoom. <laughs> Donnie did like Mark Duber. I did no. like Mark Duber. No! That Duber, my me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, hold my beer. I'm into Simon Van Camp. <laughs> we, we must stop. On this. I'm, okay. I'm sorry. I'm reclaiming my time. I've lost my place on the outline. If it makes um, you feel any better, we didn't get anywhere on your outline. So you can start with bullet point one. <laughs> I'm just here for the ride. So Jennifer tells uh, Dolo that this girl, Michelle, 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 told Jennifer that Joe Gorga owes Michelle's husband tens of thousands of dollars. And uh, Jennifer wants to tell Melissa and uh, Dolores says, watch how you say it. Should, how will this end? Should Jennifer tell Melissa? What are the options here for Jennifer? I want to say first, first and foremost, when she said that she would want to hear about it if it was Frank Catania, that was another pin in my idea about her polyamory and about what's going on with her and Frank. She could have said Daniel or David, David whatever it was. David, David. Jezebel. Yeah. The, the rude ghost, Jezebel. <laughs> She could have said him, but she said Frank. Also, I frequently mistake Dolores for a black woman. That's all I have to say. Keep going. Wendy Williams, too. Wendy Williams. Yeah, Wendy Williams calls her the black one. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yeah. (laughs) She looks like one of my aunts. (laughs) I would want someone. I want to. Because here's my thing with like beef with friends and stuff. Like, I want to squash it immediately. I'm done to talk about if someone at is at my house at a party and says something off, I'd rather someone come up to me at that moment and be like, they just said that. Is that true? And I'd be like, no, can we talk about it? And then it'd be over. Like, so Mm -hmm. if I heard about, if I heard a rumor was going around about my husband or boyfriend or whatever, I would just be like, yeah, I would, I would want someone to tell me that way. I could just like squash it in the moment. Especially because Michelle is not a part of this circle and she's not a friend. So if, Jennifer came to, I think she was wrong going to Dolores first. If she would have went to 
Melissa and said, this girl, Michelle's going around telling people this about Joe. I think that would be good. And showing that you're a friend saying like, you heard this gossip and you want to let her know. So it doesn't like get around even more than it already is. The Lisa Renner technique. Yeah. Well, remember Dolores doesn't like Melissa. It's like a storyline that is not talked about that much on the show, but I think just because of Dolores, Dolores, let's not forget, has seen, like, has known Teresa and Melissa since they were all, like, young. So, like, she's seen the fucked up stuff that Melissa has put that family dynamic through. Because I don't think, I I think Teresa can be crazy, but I don't think Melissa is perfect. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, I think Jen went to Dolores because she knows that's someone who doesn't like Melissa. And I, I think she thought Dolores, I don't know if she, I think she was surprised when Dolores was like, yeah, you should tell her. Yeah. I think she was just looking for someone to talk shit about with. Trim. Yeah, definitely. And I think you're right, Donnie. She didn't need to go to Dolores. Like, it would have been good to just go right to Melissa. Um, but then we miss, I guess we wouldn't, as the audience, have had that, like, exposition unless they asked her to do it in an interview. But I guess we'll see what happens there. Okay, so at Boys Night, which we will loop back around to, Joe, Marge's husband, reveals that he has heard women in the house, like Marge and her girlfriends talking about Evan potentially having a girlfriend. Now I couldn't tell if I thought this was like separate rumors that he is talking about having heard them discuss, or if they would be discussing the rumors that Teresa was spreading. And now he just like accidentally is spreading like what he thinks are different rumors, but really it's just the same thing. Mm. Um, so that's my, like my first question, would you all think there, but then they go around and vote and say that they don't think Evan, they think Evan is faithful, but then Marge Joe says um, 99% faithful. So thoughts on all of this, what's going on here? That I didn't even think about it, that it could be the same rumor. Like he heard it post because it wouldn't be Teresa. relevant if if that was the case. Wait, so she has said she's made like a little podcast tour in the past like week that I listened to a couple of interviews with her on, and she was on Pet Shop Boys podcast called The B List, and she was talking about how um, he was saying that he had heard Marge and Lexi and the girls that work for Marge like in the house or on the book and things like that. That he had he had heard them talking about the rumor post Teresa revealing it at Evan's birthday party. Whether that's whether that's her getting ahead of it or not, that's what she's that's the story she has been telling people like on podcasts, media platforms, that he is just he the first time he heard the rumor was after it was brought up at the party and it was in the house, like they were all talking about it. Like before ah. Teresa and Jackie came over. So they're just this is just untrustworthy shit from <laughs> Jersey, this just seems like more deception to me. Yeah, I agree. It's it's yeah. lying. Yeah, it's it could, story it, story lying. It could be that he does think he is. Could it be possible that he does think he might be like, oh well, actually, I've heard this too, but really the two is just part of the same thing. Like he might think that, and then maybe it's not. Like I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not show yeah. lying. It's just him being dumb. Uh, he, did uh, yeah. off, well, he did come off like a messy queen in this. <laughs> he did. This scene. All I'll um, say is I'd love to be the one percent of Evans cheating. If I was like in there as <laughs> as the one percent, I'd be okay with that being me. 
however many percent it is, I'm pretty sure it's a blowjob. Whatever percent it is. <laughs> uh, okay, like what do you want me to say? I'm da- I mean I'm down. I'm, I'm just I'm just saying that whatever it is. Thank you. Okay, so after one of their nights, I forget which one. I feel like they've been on this trip for days. Um, Melissa and March call Jackie, who says that she wants Teresa to clear Evan's name. Now, should Jackie apologize to Teresa about Gia if she, Jackie, wants Teresa to clear Evan's name? She says she won't. Like, if you want something, but you have to do something to get it, like, at what point should Jackie be like, you know what? I want my husband's name cleared. I'm sorry about the Gia thing. Where do we land on this? Uh, I don't know. I think part of me thinks that it's she, she knows that the show will, like, prove that it was not true so she's not that concerned about do you see what i'm saying like like the sh- all the conversations are on the show are going to be about it, this all being a lie like and i think she's not as stressed about it like as as it's gone on like i think she's like realizing that ev- pretty much everyone from the cast that she talked to said that like this is absurd like no one was like i don't know look look after your husband so i think mm. that maybe she's maybe she's trying uh, do you see what I'm saying? Like, maybe she's just like, let the show play out. I know it's not true at this point because she's taken some time away from it. I would just apologize and be like, that's not what I meant with, with the Gia rumor. Jackie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And I would just say like, that's, I'm trying to use an analogy that completely failed. Because, okay, I will, I'm team Jackie, but I will say when I watched that scene first, I didn't hear her say like, it's as if I said I Gia does. She said that. I yeah, know. She so didn't I say it. I think Teresa. I think that like my thumbnail like is smarter than Teresa, but I do think that Jackie didn't like actually preface that with the proper like. I would never say anything like this. Does Gia do? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. She didn't. She didn't handle it great. Okay. Just a few other things before we leave New Jersey. Teresa said graham crapper. <laughs> Instead of graham cracker. That's she seems on brand for her. Yeah. What is like... <laughs> do you think she's always called them graham crappers? <laughs> what is what is that? Her, her first language is Italian, okay? So okay. we have to make <laughs> some it. allowances. She... I don't think she reads a lot. I think she... I think that she probably learned to write English way after she learned to speak it. I think, you know... I think we should just laugh at her and let it go. <laughs> but I also think, I mean, not that graham crackers are like at every meal, but Melissa has been in her life for a long time. I feel like if if this was something that she, I think it was just like a drunk accidental saying it. I don't think she always calls them graham crackers. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was like a drunk thing. Wait, yeah. guys, I had, I I've, I've had a huge <laughs> Teresa moment in quarantine like where i had a really dumb moment do you guys want to hear about it it's yeah food of course related. yes please so i'm coming out this is something that's been weighing on me um until this year i thought that the word rhubarb like you know like strawberry rhubarb pie you know have we all mm-hmm. had that before yeah mm-hmm. i thought that rhubarb and I feel like Teresa would say something like this was a verb. So I thought that you rhubarbed things to make them into pies. And so like, I thought that like my boyfriend, I was like, oh, but you rhubarb this. I, I asked him, I go, how do you rhubarb strawberries? And he's like, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> and I was like, no, like when you have strawberry rhubarb pie, like I don't, I would love to make it. It's like one of my favorite pies, but like, how do you rhubarb a strawberry? And he's like, okay, 
Oh, rhubarb is a is is an ingredient in the pie. So then I was like, wait, so you can't just I can't make I can't rhubarb my salmon before like I put it in the oven. Like I can't rhubarb my cookies. Like I can't. And he's like, no, like it's it's a flavor. And then a couple months later, I I then realized that it's also a, a vegetable. Yeah. <laughs> I thought. No, see, my you thought. I thought it was a you seasoning. It was like chicken that. parm. You thought you could just parm it. Chicken parm. Eggplant parm. Oh, no, my God. So I'm, like, in recovery as a rhubarb um, human being. <laughs> so I I have moments where, like, I sympathize with Teresa's stupidity. <laughs> oh, I absolutely do. Yeah. On a similar note, I just, I think it was going around online. I just realized what the little piggy went to market song meant. Uh, Wait, what? What does it mean? Like, it dies? To be killed. Yeah, right? Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. Are you okay? I didn't know that. <laughs> you, you picture you pictured a pig with like a shopping basket strolling yes. down. Yes, he's like, I gotta go pick up stuff to rhubarb my food tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this little pig went to market. No, baby, we're rhubarbing that pig. <laughs> Wait, that's what it means. And then he cried, um, "Wee wee wee!" All the way home. No, he made it home. He made it home because he escaped the butcher. Don't you think? No, no. And one of them cried, "Wee wee wee!" All the way. One of them got away. So what you're telling me is only one of my toes made it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't didn't know what that meant before. I also, in the last few years, only realized, this is really embarrassing because I think it's pretty obvious, like the mommy kissing Santa Claus. Like I, I, Yeah, yeah. That was a late one in life for me, that Santa is dad. Yes, yeah. That was that was a tough one for me. I just thought she was. Yeah, I agree. I that I that one wasn't this year for me, but that one was rec- more recent than I like to admit. Same, not this year for me either, <laughs> <laughs> but recent. Not this okay. year though. I got one. You know that like cartoon, The Adventures of Tintin. Yes, yes. I thought Tintin was the dog. Who is Tintin? It's- it's the man. Oh yes, I I knew that. Yes, I've seen that. I thought Tintin. Then was why the did dog. you ask who was Tintin? <laughs> no, I. I forgot. It's not, it's not on my like. It's not on my like nightly like. Gonna turn on Adventures of Tintin as I fall asleep. But my, it sounds like it's on Quinn's. But yeah, I, I mean, don't know why. Well, I watched the Tintin movie and it was actually pretty good. And well, I didn't know anything about Tintin, and I thought that it was gonna be like a dog solving mysteries and shit, and it, it wasn't. I don't That's know not if that, that embarrassing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that. It's the best I got. The same group. I pronounce rotisserie chicken. Yeah, I had to break that. <laughs> rotisserie yeah i have to like actively think about it to say rotisserie 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 i was like what the hell is rotisserie chicken <laughs> well first you rhubarb it i was <laughs> gonna say it's it's the step before it's rhubarb then you rotisserie i can't even say how you're saying it rotisserie yeah rotisserie yeah like rotary? No, not, that's not even right. Rotisserie. No. Anyway, let's move on. New Anyways. Jersey. <laughs> you rhubarb, and then the then it goes to market. Um, <laughs> and then oh Tintin gosh. buys it. Uh, I don't even. I don't even know how to continue here. Was this the second? This like Dallas and New Jersey had scenes that ended with the women outside by a fire being scared. Right. This week. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. They both did. Yeah. Did Atlanta not get the memo? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> and then, and then yeah. Jersey and um, whatchamacallit, not exactly the same kind, but Jersey and Dallas both had pranks this episode, too. Pranks are the sign of a season that is not good, okay? When we start playing <laughs> pranks, that is because the producers are like, okay, this is boring. <laughs> Someone needs to do something. Also, 
I found Melissa throwing and smashing her wine glass before she ran to be a touch much. I thought it was unnecessary. I screamed because I was angry. That's so indicative of who she is, though. She's so careless. Like she, that's she has, right. she doesn't, she doesn't get that. Like someone has to clean that up because she's never had to fucking pick up for herself. I don't like Melissa. This I is the rental house right. as well. That's right. So not only are you making it extra work for someone to clean up, but it also is someone's property. Right. It also just didn't feel like honest. Like <laughs> if you were scared, you would just run with your wine glass. Like she, like you could see her making a choice to toss it. Yeah. I didn't care. I didn't care for it i feel like i'm watching passions that's terrible no now all right now (laughs) (laughs) it's like the soap opera it's just so fake i can't i might be souring a little bit on melissa well i think joe is half the problem because joe doesn't joe like coddles her to a point like i feel like joe's created this world where she is doesn't have to lift a finger which then like makes her just like a bad human being in in Paramus. (laughs) Paramus. <laughs> like, she's just not, like, she's just not, like, I just don't like her. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority like on this, but. Yeah. No, they, no, yeah. no. I don't, I have, so much, I've been saying that for years. <laughs> so much wine yeah. drinking on this trip in New Jersey, and the glasses get bigger and bigger. There was one scene where Dolores was laying in bed, and I was like, does she have a goblet in her hand? Like, it was the <laughs> biggest wine glass I've ever seen. Teresa just running around, Rose all day. Like, does she think that's what it's called? <laughs> I think she does. She's like one of those people that like they like used to call Family Matters Urkel. Like, you know what I mean? Like she's <laughs> she's one of those people. No, Tom. Okay, guys. You know you used to call Family Matters the show Urkel. In the end, I'm a white guy from Dallas. So we gotta like break that down. <laughs> we have to give it sometime. to him and watch it. From the roundup. I'm not saying like, that's not like, I didn't learn rhubarb and I learned what Family Matters was. Like, I remember as a kid though, like I would call it like Urkel or things like that. I I, I, I did do that. I have to be honest about my life. But I kn- knew what, I know what Family Matters is as an right. adult. There's nothing wrong with that, but I just feel like she's the type of person that does that all the time like if you play one role in a movie that actress is that character like it's not Julia roberts anymore that's aaron brockovich now like how your mom calls melissa joan hart sabrina yeah like she's always <laughs> sabrina she's not gonna bother to learn that woman's name i mean well, lucky what else for your she? mother yeah lucky for your mother melissa joan hart doesn't come up often she tries let that there be a witch on any kind of tv she finds a way to take a picture on instagram and talk about it she's in a lot of Hall- hallmark movies she is yeah. Remember how good Snick used to be? Oh, they used to run all episodes of Sabrina Teenage Wish on there, didn't they? Did they? No. No, no, you're thinking Nick at Night. I'm thinking Teen Nick. Never mind. (laughs) Was Snick like Roundhouse, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes. Remember Roundhouse? So I'm a little too young for Are You Afraid of the Dark? (laughs) Okay, that's not true. There's a reboot, first of all. How old are you? I'm 31. Well, I'm 30. I don't know why I said I'm 31. I'm 30. Oh, that Wait, means he's 31. You're, you're not no, I'm 30 for anything. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I felt like, I felt like the era of like, what's the raise your shorts or what is that cartoon so called? Your shorts. That one. No, no, that was just, that was like maybe one or two years, like just a, like older than me. If I was two, one or two years older, yes. I didn't like my first, like, like, Co- like consciousness of Nickelodeon is just um, regrets. Tom, are and you afraid that. of the? Are you afraid of the dark? Ended in the year two thousand. You are not too young. I just didn't watch afraid? it. I don't know why. It wasn't on my like my. I don't know That's if it was fine, but we're not going to use age as an excuse. I thought. I always oh, thought it was. 
I thought we're it not, was like just a couple years like before me. I we're not it. age shaming here, Tom. <laughs> I'm not either. I'm young. I'm young, exalting me. Look, we're all youngish here, okay? And I think we can all agree that being in your 30s is not old, and we can all agree. It's that not. I'm no, I'm happy to be 30. I, we're all the same age, aren't we? Yeah, more or less. <laughs> Maybe oh, so a little more, Tom. <laughs> I assume I always assume everyone's my age, so well, and we'll go with that. <laughs> I, we're done with Jersey, I think. Yeah, the, the, it, what you what we're trying to get is the episode wasn't that interesting. <laughs> it wasn't. It really wasn't. It was all. It was all a Just lie. Say it. Say it. It wasn't. Yeah. It was all a right, lie. Quinn, Quinn take us to Atlanta, Quinn. Oh, Atlanta to a much better storyline that's probably going to be beat like a dead horse, but still is better. We have Kenya. We open the episode with Kenya having a conversation with her father, who is an asshole like Mark is, talking about Mark. I didn't realize how removed Kenya's father was from her marriage. And that's a red flag to me that and I also found it odd that she said that the reason that they were never together was because she didn't think they'd get along. And I think they act just alike. So do we think that the reason that she kept them apart, was it because she didn't think they'd get along or is it because she knew Mark was like a bad choice for her and that her father would say so? I don't know. I think I think there's something fishy in general because remember, no one was uh, involved. No one is involved in it. Like we didn't even like who was at the wedding? Wasn't it just the two of them? It was like them. They had to have a witness, but. Somebody was there. I remember pictures like on the beach and I remember seeing somebody else there, but I can't yeah, think of who like it was. A, a handful of people, but maybe like Kenya's aunt. You know that one aunt she's close with? Okay, I had yeah. a question about her. I don't remember if you guys remember this or not. Did they have a did they fall out or are they still close? Because remember how she was so prevalent on she was so like she was on the show constantly. And then yeah. and then they showed that flashback of her this week. Um, yes. Where they had that conversation, her like the two of them, which I, I didn't, I don't know why I didn't remember that that kind of confrontation. I guess I just couldn't remember if there was a falling out because we haven't seen her since or in a long time. Do you guys remember? I don't remember. I don't even know if I saw the that confrontation, but from the looks of it, they definitely had a falling out. I was just say I can't remember no. if it was a falling out or if like that moment they showed from when the aunt was so upset that Kenya went to go. I mean, I can't think of a better phrase like storm her mother's house and demand to be seen. I don't remember if that's the last time we saw the aunt on the show, but I do remember the aunt was like, I mean, the aunt was practically Kenya's friend of for like the first (laughs) two to three years. I don't know. I know a lot of people were asking if they had a falling out. So I don't think that we're forgetting about, it. I think if it happened, it happened off camera. I had a complete like, I don't know if it was this week or, I, I completely forgot about that guy Matt that she dated. Do you remember him? Oh, I remember Matt. Oh, yes. I think about Matt often. Yeah, that was that was a dark <laughs> story. He punched her garage windows in and everything. I just, Kenya is a dark character. Like, the, the amount, there is a lot of darkness in her life that, like, the way she confessed to Toya that she had feelings for her was like so like sad almost like it's like she's never like had a crush on someone she's so childish in so many ways you know what i mean like she feels like yeah. so not grown up in in relationships she doesn't know how to have relationships period not just friendships like or like romantic relationships just kind of like across the board like uh, and i think it all kind of draws to uh lack of relationship with her mom and her father, like her father, Richard, her father isn't what I would call healthy. No, I, yeah, I agree. Her, speaks yeah. to her. 
I think I can draw a clear line between how she ended up with somebody like Mark, considering how I've seen how her father acts on camera. This is knowing that people are looking at him. This is how he behaves. And I, I do feel bad for her. And I think that is playing out in her life, which is sad to see. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, you both said it. You can draw clear lines from her relationship or lack thereof with her mom and her father and how she interacts and chooses um, romantic relationships and the way she engages in female friendships. And it's like a very clear, it's just a very clear result. It's sad, but no, it's sad, period. An episode like this where I am kind of reminded of all of those things, because after a while, we're not always talking about Kenya's past. So she's just like existing in this world where she seems like an asshole for most of the time. And not that that behavior gets excused, but when I'm reminded of kind of like the battles Kenya has had, it helps like color in some lines for me. And I don't know, my heart goes out to Kenya because I feel like there's a lot of tough stuff there that she battles with. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's anytime I run across and not just Kenya, like even people I've known in my life, anytime I run across anybody who has a relationship with their parents where they have to put in a lot more effort than their parent is always sad to me because it's something that I can't personally identify with because, you know, that's not the dynamic between my parents and I, they want to be involved. They would be upset if I wasn't involved with them, you know? So I don't, I think that's just a sad place to be with your parents. And so uh, another thing that happened, we saw Kenya out having dinner with Drew ordering another crab cake. I think that, Kenya maybe met her match with Drew. I think Drew Drew is nothing like Kenya, but I feel like they are, it's like, choose your fighter. Like like if you have to fight somebody like Kenya, I think Drew is a good person to pick because they're both very strong. You're not going to talk me. Watching them argue, it's so good that it's frustrating to watch, if that makes sense. Like they get nowhere because they're so good at shutting down somebody else. Yeah, it was very frustrating to watch. I, <laughs> not in like a real way, I found the scene irritating. And it was because yeah. like I didn't feel like anyone was saying anything or allowing anyone to say anything. Then they were singing. Like it, okay. I couldn't find my footing with the scene. <laughs> I have something I need to say. I have loved Drew as an addition to the show. I think that she is refreshing. I turned on her when I saw her warming up before Kenya got there. (laughs) Because I went to school for musical theater, okay? I I know about 10,000 people who have sat doing lip trills, like, at a bar before a date. Okay, and it can't, it it must be stopped. It is so (laughs) self-serving and she's doing it because she's like, I have a singing engagement. Like it's so like Anne Hathaway of her. And I'm like, (laughs) I just, I just can't like, like, and okay. We don't talk about Anne like that. We don't do that. (laughs) Okay, I, I think Anne Hathaway is so, so talented fantastic actress i just she's so like who me all the time like out of like out of the movies so that's what i mean by that but like like i think drew really thinks this is like her star turn um singing at cynthia's wedding and little does she know bravo doesn't go to it because they think it's unsafe so i just and if they didn't pick candy then well she well must be they, really right i know because when know she was when, a singer I didn't know um, that either. 
Okay, thank you. <laughs> no, remember she sang Amazing Grace and Portia was like, I did it first. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, like, I don't know her in her career as a singer. And I have, a, as a Black person, as a child whose mother can sing, I have a very high bar as to who can sing. And Drew is not anybody that I would say is like, oh, you should sing. Well, somebody. no, that's a different, that's a different conversation. But like for her to be going say, about it but... like she's like Gladys Knight about to sing at this wedding. <laughs> I do no, think but that is why there. that is why she got to play herself on the game because she was known as a singer. Before. How do I not know that I'm black and I'm her age? How do I, I not know that? I watched the game <laughs> until the white girl left. Then I stopped. <laughs> wait, wait. Did we also clock that she's singing Monica, Angel of Mine? <laughs> Incredible. Angel. I mean, they're in Atlanta. They could have just got Monica to do it. I, I know. I'm like, Monica did verses and then nothing else before or after. So call her. I'm sure she she's down. Only if she wears those iconic boot pants. Remember the boot pants? I remember the boot pants. I would like... What were she the wore them? They got Lil Mo for Porsche's engagement. I mean, why not? It's yeah, one of them go. days. I want to I love that song so much. That's a good a lot of Monica, A lot of Monica's teenage songs make more sense for you get early. That girl was too grown for her good. Oh, good. <laughs> Before you walk out of my life. Remember that one? Yeah. yeah. What about the song she sang? What was it? Um where she was like don't, about dating somebody older and like, you know, how he never rushes me and all this shit. And I'm like, wow, I usually don't think somebody younger could date somebody older, but you're making me change my mind. <laughs> Wait, was that on her like 15 year old album? Like the first yeah. time? Yeah. That was, um, yeah, I forgot what it is. it's called. Uh, maybe, maybe that's why I love you so much. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm off topic that was, here. That was a great album. She's had a couple, only a couple, but a couple. So we flash forward past the annoying um, split check thing, <laughs> which I actually love that part of the fight. Wait, wait, can I say something? One more thing about the split check. Did anyone else notice that um, Kenya's card was a Bank of America temporary card with the tape on it? <gasps> anyone else notice this? Okay, no. so the producer, I, no one is talking about this yet, and I don't know how. We rewound it, like me and my roommate, when we were watching it, because I was like, wait, I'm, I mean, I'm certainly familiar with losing. ATM cards, but if, if you are losing, if you need to get replacement debit cards and like, I think you're not as rich as you're saying, like, like throw it on a credit card. If you're going to be like paying, if you're, if so rich, like I would just throw it on my, if you want to make a point and be like, you're broke and I'm not throw down your black Amex. Like, but right. don't like <laughs> put down your like temporary bank of America and, and please pull off the sticker. Take that <laughs> sticker off of it. <laughs> Also, I just I assumed that. that Bravo like comped their meals when they did like scenes like that. Is that uh, not true all the time? I, it seems like we will never. I, I think we'll all go to our deathbeds never knowing because it seems like we get a new answer every like year, you <laughs> yeah. know. But that crab cake should have been that bad boy was thirty one dollars. <laughs> Unless they're reimbursed for it, like. You would uh, on a business. There trip. is there is you no way in, they have a expensify. None of them know to how to work, work and day. expensify. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we flash forward past that to Marlowe's Fall Festival, which looked very um what's the word I'm looking for? Boring. Modest. Atum- autumnal. <laughs> it was autumnal and modest. It wasn't anything that was too out there. And that's where we get this story about or part of the ongoing story of Paige. Uh, the page six article leaking what happened at the the dungeon party 
So Marlo did a really good job of pretending she didn't know. I think that Marlo knew anyway. I don't think anything happens around it that Marlo does not know or have a hand in in some way. But I was very, I loved that she seemed genuinely shocked. Taria posted this like timeline breakdown. Did anyone see this? Yeah. Um, B. Scott. Yeah. So I guess Kenya's best friend, who was that again? One more time. B. Scott. Yes. B. Scott um, has a radio show podcast yes, i know with that yeah we'll go with that so um and <laughs> y'all white <laughs> all about the facts i told are, you I, know that. I i can keep up sometimes but then you know i i call him oracle so um he's <laughs> um, been around forever okay i'm so happy to learn about this um <laughs> No, but B. Scott talked about it like days before this because Kenya had told them and then page six picked up the B. Scott podcast show, whatever. Um, and not whatever, but um, B. Scott's show was picked up by page six. So Kenya did do it. It just wasn't directly through. Kenya didn't say page six. Right. That's what Taria said. Yeah. Hearing and Tom I, say B. Scott is like watching a little kid walk for the first time. <laughs> I like I can't wait for the B. Scott heads to come after me. <laughs> <laughs> it's B Scott. Is that the theme song? No, that's what B Scott says sometimes. Oh, okay. Yeah, Donnie, you don't know who B Scott is either. I, Look, I learned a long time ago. There's, you. there's certain things that I do not share with my white husband. Some things I just I don't feel like educating him on a B Scott's one. No, I follow B Scott on Instagram. I just don't listen to B Scott. Whatever. I can see and not hear. Anyway, moving that on. on your tombstone. <laughs> so, um, so Cynthia has some wedding hiccups. Her mother's dress is late. I'm assuming from Amazon or something. Uh, not Amazon. <laughs> I mean, I I can't understand why her dress will be late. It is not being made. Like I don't understand that. I, do you understand? I don't understand. <laughs> it could have um, been ASOS or Zara or <laughs> Fashion Nova. <laughs> not Fashion Nova. Uh, <laughs> So she had bridesmaids drop out. Mike's ring is too small because he had them thick fingers. And <laughs> we have this whole thing about her not having a prenup, prenup, deciding to do a postnup. And then we have a conversation where we see a flashback of Mama Joyce saying that she wants Candy to get a, a prenup in case she chokes on the chicken bone <laughs> and Todd tells her to get out of her home. That's one of my favorite moments uh, uh, from the episode. A good one. I miss Mama Joyce. I yeah, I always forget how much I love Mama Joyce until we see her. What did she say the one time? Ain't no mountain high. Ain't no valley low. Ain't no Ain't mountain no high enough to keep mountain. me from your ass, baby. <laughs> right? That's her. That's um, I think they really... A little plagiarism, but that's her. Yeah. yeah. When when she started going to the reunions is when I, I lost it with her, you know? When she yeah. went to talk to that lawyer... <laughs> and dressed up and that's when i was oh, like yeah take the camera off of this lady go <laughs> you go to old lady gang you go cook some collard greens something you need something to do <laughs> i think we've had this conversation before but i'm just gonna lay it just lay it down here drew's wigs i was a really big proponent that her wig was okay and that there was nothing wrong with it and then she gave us some looks one was storm that one was uh, fine I like that. Was, yeah, it was okay. It was okay. It wasn't bad. Then there was another small segment where she looked like a Jamaican librarian in the sixties. It was very difficult. With, it, it looked very. Did wiggy. she have the red dress on with it? Yes, she was like FaceTiming yeah. somebody. 
there was one with the heavy bangs right yeah yes i grabbed brian's hands and i said this is hideous yeah it was Was with ralph on the piano i felt like we were watching (laughs) what's that beyonce movie about like the 60s sound studio not oh. for Cadillac Records. But this <laughs> yeah. had the, yeah. had the like blonde she... wig on then. <laughs> yeah. No, she wasn't playing at a James, but she was that just like, like, in the background. It looked like a leftover wig from What's Love Got to Do With It. It was like, <laughs> it was it was rough. Um, uh. It was bad. And then I didn't like the one she wore when she got the dinner with Kenya either. It was a little... It felt so like she cool. had to put the hat on to make it look halfway decent, you know? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, exactly. So then... That made me think about Latoya and, you know, well, I guess even a clock is right. Twice, a broken clock is right twice a day. So, <laughs> yeah, but I love Drew's, This was not Drew's episode for luck. It was not. Certainly Who called not. her Storm? Was it? Was Marlo. It, um, Mar- <laughs> yeah, Marlo was like, I expect to see some thunder or something. <laughs> I love it. Other than that, I think it was I was really into her in the beginning. I don't know. I feel like it's faded into something a little more juvenile than I like my housewives. I don't love a younger housewife. I like them at least 45. I don't know. I know that's probably not. I like her. I like her. I'm just not. It's not like an enthusiastic approved on my end. Mm. Am I alone? Drew is definitely acting like a a niece and not an auntie. Yeah, I think, with- I, like, I think I like aunties. <laughs> I do too. I'm I'm with you. I want older the better. I I'd be down for an eighty if there was an opportunity for it, <laughs> like a group of seventy and eighty year olds. Like, like oh no, no, <laughs> the real grandmas. <laughs> call call your grandma, Tom. Just call your grandma. Yeah. She's we- dead. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, we can laugh about it because it's been a while since I had a grandma. <laughs> Oh wow, that's that's so sad. Um, I I'm I'm not joking, but I'm laughing. It, it's fine. <laughs> oh, that that wasn't awkward at all. No, um, wait. One time, I so I I work at this. I used to work at the spin studio, and it was like my first week working there. And I um we were working on Mother's Day, and this guy walked in, and he was like, "Hi, I'm here to check in for the twelve o'clock class, eleven a.m. class," and I was like. Great. Uh, oh, and happy Mother's Day to your mom. And he goes, without missing me, he goes, my mom's dead. It's <laughs> like, okay, what size shoe are you? <laughs> like, how do you go from there? I think I navigated a little bit better than he did, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. You can't, you can't assume that people have uh, parents or grandparents. So um, I'm just going to move on. <laughs> So uh, so basically the end of the episode, we see Kenya opening up about all these things that she's been going through. And we see, like, as we mentioned, the flashback of her troubles with her mother and all of that. And last time, I think we, like a couple episodes ago, I talked about how I found Kenya so hard to watch uh, at the beginning of this season that I needed to be reminded of what is going on with her to kind of... explain this behavior and i feel like i got that in this episode i got the 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 struggle that has been for her and how when i look at her i'm like why can't you just act like a normal human being and acknowledge other people's feelings i feel like i got an answer as to why that's difficult for her and that made me sad did we all like them doing this i did yeah i mean that's that scene that last scene is why i watched the housewives um because i i like 
not the fighting. I like the conflict and I like the humor and stuff. But when we get to know them and they are vulnerable and we then learn or it's reinfer- reinforced why they act the way they do. I mean, that's just it's like great character development and that's kind of even though it's a reality show like that's what i want from the shows i love it and i feel like atlanta does it probably the best like it's not something all the cities do you know what i mean like we're not like peeling layers back in beverly hills right um atlanta definitely does it (laughs) it's one of the best so i loved it i agree with that i mean they i feel like every bravo podcast i love says this but i'll just say it again like we're getting we get stories out of these women that we don't get like on scripted television sometimes and a lot of the time and i know people think that we that these shows are garbage but like there's real stories here and it's you know it has moments where it's like wow this is this is like we're learning things about a character that we might not get in a traditional scripted series so yeah okay well that wraps up Atlanta. Yeah, do we have any final thoughts? I feel like Atlanta is going to be the season is going to be like one of the most boringly exciting seasons we ever had because like the first I don't know if you guys thought this but the back half of the first half of the season was like such a slog to me but this back half is proving to be pretty interesting. And I think the key to it is um just filming together. The women are finally like attending things together. They're going to fall parties they went on a trip together the the shows are not successful when we're not all in the same room and the first half of this series was i I think the first couple episodes was great but then we had this this gap between that then and then this trip where they were just all doing their own thing and i think it's more dynamic when we're all in the same room i like when the solo scenes are like sprinkled in of like them at home with their family but the bread and butter is the group scenes because no one's funnier than the atlanta women like no one knows there's like well potomac is funny too but like and new york i guess new york potomac and atlanta all are funny because they know how to work off of each other like their their banter is so exciting and beverly hills like they just sit and stare and then whisper like did she really just say that about you and (laughs) that's all we do the whole scene you know so anthony final thought oh my gosh okay i don't know i was like ready to write her off the show and i thought and it still could be her last season but this episode for me of Atlanta like made me remember why I love watching and why I'm invested in the character of Kenya. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I know she's like, she's a tough flavor, but if you can, I, I, I know we just talked about it, but like when I, when I'm able to see, it's almost like you're holding her up and you can see like, what's that thing where like light shines in and you can see all the different like angles. Kaleidoscope. Yes, like a yes, prism. Yes. Yes, all of it. Every everything you're saying is right. That's what they did to Kenya this episode for me. And it made me Yeah. Like the reason she has a tough time interacting with Portia, who of course has had her own struggles, is like Portia is someone who chooses lightness. So she's going through her life in like a bouncy fun way. And life for Portia to Kenya seems like, oh, things just happened for Portia. Mm. She's just like fun and light. And Kenya has a heaviness. And that's not like, that's not, that's nothing Portia's doing wrong. But I, I feel like I, I just love Kenya. And I love when I'm reminded why I root for her, even though she can't get out of her own way. And it was, I love, I love to see it. I just wanted to put a mm. fine point on that. <laughs> mm. Quinn. 
Well, I'll say that I think Tiffany Moon is too good for Dallas. And I wish I could like pick her out and put her into Atlanta because that would be a wonderful thing. It would go from her being in that racist, weird environment to like, I don't know, BET's the talk. It would be a good time. And I, I love Tiffany Moon and I want her to river dance on them chicks. <laughs> I'd love to see that. <laughs> and I'll leave it there. <laughs> You're right. She did end up on like, well, of course she lives there. She is on the worst city. I mean, yeah. I'm not even counting OC. She's in the worst city and she deserves one of the better ones. She would do better on any other franchise, yeah. I think. I think she'll I think, do fine eventually, but yeah. yeah. I think they I did a huge misstep in doing Dallas and not doing like Austin or San Antonio as the franchise of the sh- Like I'm saying a Real Housewives of Dallas. It should not have been Dallas. I don't think, I think they would have had like more interesting stories like in maybe other places in Texas. Mm. Dallas is just so small. And like, if they're going to base it off of like these people's circles, if that's where we're going, their circles aren't that diverse or that um like different in character like these people are like you you could find 20 other camerons in dallas right. you know so i just i worry about like if they can actually if they could actually do a cast reboot of it or not funny we're talking about dallas because my final thought is this deandra's brother storyline feels a little melissa gorga e in terms of is it real <laughs> yeah it seems fake to me yeah like you from what i can tell you basically cut him out of his inheritance and now you want to be friends I I don't know. Right. She's making it look like she's like the savior in it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like I think and you're she's the, the one bad that person. ended up you ended up with two inheritances. You got this man, your mother's married inheritance, and then you basically took his because you were his blood daughter. So I right. don't want him to <laughs> reach out to her. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's like she's capitalizing. It's like a real thing that she's capitalizing for a story. Yeah. Yeah. She's capitalizing mm-hmm. on for a story. That she doesn't but I don't think she has any intention of, like, really seeing it through. No. Yeah, Yeah. probably not. (laughs) She's not going to be babysitting that baby anytime soon. (laughs) She's still working on nice. (laughs) Still working on nice. (laughs) So with that, we've we've did it. We've we did it. it. Donnie, we've did it. We've did it, Rotisserie. Uh, We Um, rhubarbed this podcast (laughs) this week. (laughs) Rhubarb pod. Tom, let us know one more time about your podcast, where we can find you. Yes. So you can follow me at the Tom Hamlet on Instagram. You can follow the podcast at Dumpster Dive Pod on Instagram. We got episodes Fridays and Sundays. And um, we have a Patreon that is launching this week. So check that out. That'll all be on. You can get access to all these things, all this information on uh, Instagram. So check that out. Perfect. And before we go... Frank Sr. is sexy, and that is non-negotiable. No, <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know that. I don't. In the words of Quinn from five seconds ago, I don't know that. Yeah. I don't. I don't know I, I'll third it. I don't know it. I don't know that. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to support the show, be sure to visit buymeacoffee.com backslash know that pod. Be sure to check out our new blog posts that are released every Wednesday alongside our episodes at www.knowthatpod.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at KnowThatPod. You can follow me, Quinn, at Quentin Lamar on Twitter. You can follow me at Anthony F. Casella on Instagram. You can follow me at Real Donnywood on Instagram and Twitter. I'll take care now. Bye. Bye. Bye.